What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Spark Talk. And I know it's been a little bit since I've done the podcast. It's been about since I think mid May. Uh, I did the Monday Night Football rankings. If you haven't gone uh, check those out, I just uh, did the Sunday Sunday night and Monday night. Uh, I ranked each game of the season and how my excitement level for that. But I kind of used this summer to kind of help grow the YouTube channel. And it's the same as this. It's just Spark Talk. So if you want to go check that out, there's NFL, there's NBA uh, content from the uh, offseason and what I did with that as well. So you get a little bit more than just like NFL content that you get on the podcast, uh, on the YouTube channel and all that. But this episode specifically, I'm going to, you know, kind of do something a little bit different this NFL season. So I like usually we have done uh, kind of like a recap after the games have played and then we'll go in and we'll do just the predictions and then recap and predictions. Well, I want to kind of get a flow going with the podcast a little bit. So for Thursday night football games, I will be doing a preview for those games by themselves. So you'll, it would just be like a full kind of breakdown of the games and my predictions of those games. And then for Friday, I will be doing, I will, I will be predicting the rest of the NFL uh, weekend slate and all that. And then Monday, the podcast Monday will be me breaking down some of the bigger games on Sunday because it's, there's a lot of games on Sunday to break down and, Maybe if I have time, I will be able to you know break down all of them, but I'll try to hit the bigger games on Sunday. And then Tuesday will be a breakdown of the Monday night football game as well. So kind of give you all a heads up of what I want to do this football season uh, going into it and kind of like the schedule I'll try to maintain throughout the NFL season. There may be a couple of times where uh, I'm not able to maybe put up a podcast Monday, so therefore I'll kind of combine Monday and Sunday, or Sunday and Monday, I'll combine those games and put them up on Tuesday, just uh, just in case, like, uh, my job and I get busy and all that stuff, so just to give out a little bit of heads up, though, but for this podcast, a little bit of long of an intro here, but for this podcast, for this episode, I will be previewing the opening day game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. And what I'll give you right now is my prediction. I know a lot of people, they like to wait to the end to give you the predictions. I'll give you mine straight up, and then I'll go into why I think the Detroit Lions will beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the opening day game. I have the Lions winning 21, or 21, 31 to 23. Uh, for the opening day game, I am kind of, I'm exci- I'm excited for this game a lot. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I do like the Lions to upset them. So first off, I kind of wanted to get into the injury report. Uh, report, quote unquote. Uh, one, obviously we'll get into Chris Jones here in a second, but you know he's he's a guy that is listed injured, but we know why he's not playing. It's it's because of his uh contract deal and all that and he's uh kind of holding out until he gets his deal but obviously we have the news about Travis Kelsey 
uh, hyper or hyper extending his knee uh, earlier this week, and so therefore he is questionable to play tonight, and that might be a kind of a rough time for Pat Mahomes while he's trying to build chemistry with this young receiving core to have your safety blanket kind of not in that game and not in the flow. It could kind of really throw him off in that game or in this game. And on top of that, like I just mentioned, Chris Jones will not be there and he has been the cornerstone of that defense. When they needed a big play, he has stepped up and made a big play for them. And it's just the Chiefs are like their defense has always been, but don't break. We'll, you know, we'll give up points, but we'll make a key stop when we need to. And Chris Jones has always been a guy that has been that guy to make a play, whether it's getting a sack. Uh, holding up a couple of offensive linemen so one of his teammates gets free and gets a sack or gets pressure on the QB, something like that. He's always been uh, integral to what the Chiefs or, or how the Chiefs have been successful on the defensive side over, you know, this, what, five, six year stretch with Pat Mahomes. Was it five years now since 2018? Yeah, so five years, uh, this five year stretch with Pat Mahomes. So, like it's gonna hurt not having him there in that lineup, and for the Lions, they aren't really missing any key players. There are, they are missing. Uh, they are going to miss Emmanuel Mosley, uh, a cornerback for them, but he's more of a rotational corner for them. So he could, uh, it could be big. It could not be big. Just it kind of just depends on how the game goes. But uh, he's only the really big or big player that people might know that the Lions are uh, that won't be playing for the Lions uh, on Thursday. So, or I'm recording this Thursday morning slash Friday night. So if I say Thursday and then I say tonight, it's just to give you all a heads up on when I'm recording or when I'm doing this uh, recording of it, I guess. So hang in the YouTube and podcast lingo mixed up a little bit. So Yeah, let's get into my reasons here. So the first reason I have uh, for this is obviously Chris Jones being absent. I love love what the Lions did in the offseason with their running game on offense. They acquired David Montgomery, who I'm a Bears fan. I love David Montgomery. I think he was a tremendous back. I think he dealt with a little bit of injuries, and he dealt with really bad offensive line play in Chicago. And so, therefore, they have him. And I think that's going to be a big boost to their running game on top of, obviously, drafting Jameer Gibbs in the first round, who is very explosive, has home run ability every time he touches the football. And for me, I am I love Jamal Williams. I think he's a really good short yardage back. But I just don't think he's like he's not a guy that's going to be able to be a three-down back consistently in the NFL. And on top of that, DeAndre Swift, I think he's one of the more overhyped running backs in the NFL. I just don't think he really understands how to read the hole, how to attack holes, and all of that. I think he is always looking for a big play and all that. And sometimes I can get – teams in trouble, but sometimes obviously you can hit a home run play and 
all that. So I think that's why, you know, DeAndre Swiss is a very polarizing player for that reason. But I think the Lions got more consistent in the backfield, and I think they got better players to kind of build around in that backfield on top of that. And to give you all a little bit of stats here, the Lions averaged 4.5 yards per carry last season with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. And this and last season, on top of that, the Chiefs defense lit up 4.4 yards per carry, which kind of right in the middle uh, of the pack in the NFL. And for me, I've always considered if you're over if you're over four yards a carry, your defense or your offense is doing really good in the run game. And if your defense is up over four yards a carry, uh, you're, you know, the run defense isn't the best. So that's always been my philosophy for it. Uh, just that four, that four yards of carry has always been that cutoff. And I think what we've seen over the last couple of years is, you know, the offenses are getting more spread out. They're attacking more vertically down the field. And it's really opened up the run games for teams and running games are becoming more popular in the NFL to establish those passing games or, to be a compliment to those passing games. And we're starting to see, like, I guess, bigger numbers that are becoming more the average in the uh, running games on top of that. But for me, I just think 4.4 yards of carry, that's that, and not having, and having Chris Jones and giving that up, and then not having him for this first game against two really good running backs, I think that's going to create some issues for the Chiefs defense and for the Lions I just think it allows them to control the clock and control the flow of the game and when you're able to kind of win that battle in the trenches which I think uh, the Lions will be able to it just allows you to control the game and control the clock and control the flow of the game and all that but the one thing that kind of worries me about the Lions is obviously the passing game what are you going to get from Jared Goff you know, he does not have the best receiving core in the world outside of Amaran State Brown. I think he has, what, Josh Reynolds. Let me see here real quick. Uh, pull up these depth charts. Josh Reynolds. And then an old Marvin Jones Jr. And then Cooley Freeman on top of that. So that's his uh, receiving core outside of Amaran State Brown. And it's not the best. And obviously they're waiting for Jamison Williamson uh, to not be suspended uh they get him back and they get him healthy he was injured last year so like their receiving core right now is not the best and on top of that jared goff he has up and down years he's either really good or he's really bad one year it's not really you can level him out it's he's gonna be up he was up last year and i'm eager to see if he is actually able to kind of reverse that trend and just keep going up or kind of level out his play in the NFL instead of dipping back down. And for me, that kind of concerns me a little bit, just his consistency on the field. But, you know, if they're able to, if they're able to get that running game going, if they're able to get David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs going, they're able to win the battle in the trenches, It just it, that just sets up so much for their offense. It sets up the play-action game, and when you're able to do that, your receivers, you don't have to have the best receivers. But what that does it, is it creates a little bit of hesitation on that defensive side for uh, the receivers to get open, for the quarterback to get better reads and get a little bit more time on the offensive end. And kind of going to the offensive line for 
the Lions, uh, they were second in the NFL and uh, sacks given up. So they have a fantastic offensive line. And for me, I just think they're going to win that matchup, especially without Chris Jones on that defensive line for Kansas City. And for me, I do like Kansas City's defensive line. I think it is very underrated. It's definitely the strong part of their defense. You know, you have guys like, uh, you know, and, uh, Felix uh, Anaduke Uzama from Kansas State. He's a rookie, first-round pick. Uh, coming in there to kind of rotate in with uh, George Kalafafis, or their, I think it's how you pronounce his name. I may have just butchered that, but their first-round pick from Purdue last year. And then you got some other guys in there, like uh, Nadi, who's a very solid player, Willie Gay, who you know, is a, I think they run a four, they run a four, three, but he can also rush the passer as well. He did a lot of that at Mississippi state. And then Mike Dana is a very solid defensive end on top of that. Um, so they have a lot of solid guys there. They're not superstars by any means, but they're, they're usually good in those rotational pieces, but now they're having to step up in a little bit bigger roles, a little bit more important roles. And for me, I just don't think that's going to work out in Kansas City's favor, I think the Lions are going to be able to protect Jared Goff, keep a clean pocket around him, and eventually cornerbacks can't cover wide receivers forever, and he's going to be able to find some receivers and all that. Um, you know, receivers, you know, four yards for big plays and be able to move the ball down the field. So I like uh, – I think the the edge in the trenches for the Lions, I think kind of – uh, softens my worries a little bit, but I'm still a little bit worried about Jared Goff and some of the mistakes he likes to make uh, in games and all that. I just want to see this play at least level out. You know, if his play from last year and he's able to level out that play instead of dipping down or regressing, I think the Lions will be really. I think the the Lions will be really fun to watch this year, but they'll be a really good team on top of it because then they'll have a reliable quarterback uh, that they can count on. So going to you know. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, you know, it's crazy that I've been highlighting the Lions, you know, for almost, uh, what, 10, 15 minutes of this podcast, uh, minus the intro into the podcast. But I've been highlighting the Lions so much, obviously, because I picked them to win, but I haven't even gotten gotten to the Super Bowl champions yet. And for the Chiefs offense, you know, their O-line is worse than last year. They picked up Domin Smith to be that left tackle for them. Um, to replace Orlando Brown uh, Jr., who went to Cincinnati. And then they picked up Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville, who, like, their offense line is very solid, but I think it is a little bit of a step back from last year. And, obviously, their interior is amazing. Obviously, you got Joe Tooney, you got Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith, which I think you could argue, like, best uh, interior offensive line uh, combinations in the NFL, I don't think you're going to find maybe three. You could probably find three that are better than that. That's a great interior offensive line tandem uh, that Kansas City has. I'm more worried about the edges with the tackles, Donovan Smith and Trey, or not Trey Smith, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. And, you know, obviously they're going up against Aiden Hutchinson, the second overall pick from last year who had a great rookie season last year. Could have won rookie of the year if it wasn't for Sauce Gardner winning it. But 
they have uh, Charles Harris, a very solid player on top of that. John Gaminski, someone who's a very hard worker, uh, similar to a Sam Hubbard type uh, pass rusher, just is going to work for those. Isn't the most athletically gifted, but is going to be working for those sacks. Is going to be given 100%, 110% on every single play. But I do like the Lions defense a little bit, get, uh, kind of giving them, or defense line, giving them an edge a little bit with the offensive line, or against the offensive line of Kansas City. But for me, I think a lot of it kind of comes down to Pat Mahomes and how he plays. We've like he can make just magic happen out of nothing. His receiving core is young. I don't think they're the best at maybe separating from corners and uh, getting good releases and all of that, but they're fast. And if and what Andy Reid can do is he can utilize their speed. He's arguably the best offensive mind that has ever existed in the NFL. And for him to have that type of speed in the receiving court, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, you have Sky Moore, you have Kadarius Toney. Let me go to their roster here. Uh, Justin Watson has speed. Rasheed Rice has speed. James Ritchie, who I think is probably arguably their best route runner outside of uh, Kadarius Toney in that receiving core. And then I just I really like their the potential they have there. Uh, it's more so about just developing those guys. But right now, they're just, I think, very raw talents. And Pat Mahomes is going to have to make some magic. He's going to have to make some very tight window throws. And if they don't have Travis Kelsey, that's going to make that even harder uh, for Pat Mahomes to do because then they don't have to really isolate Travis Kelsey. And if they, if Travis Kelsey plays, isolating him is going to be able to create one-on-ones with you know Tony with more with you know whoever the receiver is and that's gonna be a lot easier of a pass to make for pat mahomes versus like laying the lions run what they want to run on defense and not have to worry about such a big threat in travis kelsey if he doesn't play so really i think that the offense for kansas city really kind of depends on if travis kelsey is healthy enough to play and i'm very interested to see what andy Reid kind of draws up uh, especially without Travis Kelsey, if he doesn't play, what he's able to draw up and how he's able to get up, get get these receivers open with their speed and their athleticism and utilize uh, Pat Mahomes, we want to say once in a generation arm, but we got Anthony Richardson, we got Josh Allen, who, and you probably could put Will Levis in there too on top of that, who have, like, you're talking about arm talent, have as good of arm talents as him, but obviously aren't as good a player, you know, as him because Pat Mahomes obviously has two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs and two NFL MVPs on top of that. So, uh, but once in a generational, I'll call it what it is. It's a once in a generational talent, even though we have, like I said, we have multiple players with that once in generational, once in a gen- generational talent label on them in the NFL at the moment. But for me, I really want to see – this is what I really want to see the Chiefs do on the offensive side is run the football. They were a really good running team last year. They retired for eighth in yards per carry last year with 
I believe. I can go check this real quick. I think I have it up. Yeah. They were, yeah, 4.7 yards per carry. And on top of that, the Lions were the third worst defending the run last year with 5.2 yards per carry given up. I really want to see the Chiefs utilize the run game, utilize Isaiah Pacheco, utilize Jerry McKinnon in that run game, and allow and allow Seth just to kind of open up with those receivers and kind of play off the run game. I really want to see the Chiefs do that because I think that's what a lot of people are just kind of looking at. Well, Pat Mahomes, the receiving core, young receiving core, uh, raw talented, you know, not very uh, skillful at the moment. You know, Pat Mahomes is going to have to do a lot of magic with them. But in reality, like, they can really kind of set a lot of stuff up on the offensive end through the run game. I don't think a lot of people are really thinking about that. And I, I want the Chiefs to kind of focus in on the run game and all that, especially if the Lions still are still going to struggle this year against the run. And you're going to obviously have to test that out. It's week one. We don't really know how much this, Lion, this Lions team has improved against the run over the offseason. So you want to see if they're still that bad at defending the run. So – for me, I that's what my main priority for the Chiefs is is seeing who like how they're going to, you know, attack this Lions defense. Are they going to usually do or do what they usually do and just put it on Pat Mahomes and uh, allow him to create plays and do all that, or are they going to utilize the run game against a defense that was really bad at stopping the run last year? So, kind of uh, a quick breakdown of what I just said to kind of summarize everything here. I think, you know, this game comes down to three big factors. The first one is who wins the Chiefs wide receiver room versus the Lions DB room. Uh, I think, obviously, that's a big matchup there because, uh, like I just mentioned, it's what everybody's talking about. And if Pat Mahomes is able to get those big plays, if the Chiefs are able to um, like I'm trying to think here, like uh, Chiefs are able or their receiving core is able to get separation, win that battle, then I think the Chiefs will probably end up winning this game. But for me, I just don't I, – I, they're just so unproven that it's a wait and see for me. And I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing what the Lions have and knowing their players just a little bit better than the – you know, raw, untapped potential that we're still waiting to see the Chiefs wide receiver room uh, and kind of see where they are at actually on the field and actually playing consistent snaps in the NFL. And then the second factor is the Lions need to control the clock throughout the game. I think that's going to be a big thing for them is to control the clock, control the pace of the game. Don't allow Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid to get too many possessions on the offensive end. Kind of slow the pace of the game down and kind of you kind of do what they did last year in that week 18 game against Green Bay. Just slow the clock down. Make sure Green Bay is or Green Bay. Make sure Kansas City is getting as few possessions as possible. And one game I go to is I think it was 2019, it was Vikings versus 
the uh, Packers, and like I think the Vikings scored every single possession in that game, but they won like I think what was it like thirty-one to like twenty-four, or thirty-one to twenty-one, something like that. Like their like their time of possession was like absurd. They just kept controlling the clock and. They're like they just were able to run the football. They were able to complete a lot of passes and just keep the clock moving and limited Aaron Rodgers to very minimal uh, possessions on the offensive end. Let me get a drink here real quick. And you know, third and lastly here, the it's honestly. For me, this game kind of really depends on if Kelsey plays or not and how healthy he is if he does play. Um, because the Chiefs offense will open up so much if he does play, and if he doesn't, it can really hinder their offense. And then we go back to that first factor, and who's going to win that matchup between the Chiefs wide receivers and the Lions, and I think that's going to be more of a focal point. <coughs> Sorry for the uh, cough there, but. It's going to be more of a focal point in the game if Kelsey doesn't play. So, for me, um, those are the three main factors. And then if you want to add a fourth factor, it's going to be, I, like, it, it's just more, um, I think those are going to be the three main factors in the game. For me personally, what I want the Chiefs to do is run the football and kind of open things up through the run game. But... That's not really Andy Reid's style, and that's not what the style of the Chiefs has been since Pat Mahomes has been there. So, kind of see where I kind of really want to see where they are uh, in this game, and it'll be a fun matchup for sure. Like you have the Lions, who most uh, they've been the this is the most hype they've been probably since Barry Sanders has been there. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, Super Bowl reigning Super Bowl or reigning Super Bowl champions. And they have a lot of question marks on their team. And you really want to see, like, what this team is made of without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey, and see where they are at uh, offensively and defensively without two cornerstone guys. Uh, And I'm saying that, like, if Travis Kelsey doesn't play in the game. But overall, I think the Lions just have an advantage. I kind of know what I'm getting from the Lions. I'm kind of knowing what I'm getting from Jared Goff. And I expect them to utilize that run game a little bit more than the Chiefs and kind of control the pace of the game, kind of control the clock and flow of the game and allow uh, and force the Chiefs to get as few possessions as possible. I think that's going to happen. And, you know, for the Chiefs, I think their receiving core is just a little bit too young. And the uh, talent still needs to develop and kind of mature and grow a little bit throughout the season. Well, I think once by the season's end, I think the Chiefs are going to be okay with the receiving core. It just, I still think they need to grow a little bit, and it's just the first week of the season, and uh, they're still raw talented as of now because we haven't seen them in a full, for like full NFL game just yet. But I do have the Lions winning thirty-one to twenty-three. And I just want to say thank you all for, you know, listening. You know, make sure to like, uh, share, and, you know, comment. Let me know how I can make it more enjoyable for you all and make it a better, you know, listening experience.
to y'all on top of that, you know, make sure to go follow the YouTube channel. It's just Sport Talk. And if you're into gaming, I haven't posted in three weeks. I've been, uh, I got a job that I, you know, have been loving. Uh, I've been loving what I'm doing with the job. And uh, it's been a fantastic month uh, since I got it. So I've been kind of really busy with that. So I haven't been able to get back on the gaming channel, but it's Story Driven Games is the gaming channel. And hopefully I can get back on it uh, this week or the week after and kind of finish up a series I've been doing uh, on that gaming channel. But all in all, I just want to say thank you all for listening. And hopefully you enjoy it. You know, comment, let me know how I can make it better and all that. And yeah, I will see you all tomorrow with the rest of the week one predictions for the NFL season or for the NFL season for my bad for week one of the NFL season. So I will see y'all later.